Lawrence. Today is Thursday, the 20th of September, 2018. This is Gap, episode 437. <sighs> I'm Luke Laurie. Job Gilroy is here. How you going, Job? Oh, I'm good. And on, uh, on this day, the 20th of te- September. September, yeah. I was confused as to whether it was August or September. It is September. Uh, oh, that was what was throwing you. Yeah. Because, like, did you look at the date and you're like, oh, 20. And you're like, which one's the ninth month? And then you have to count them out. I have to count them out if it's below six. Oh, on your fingers? Yeah, I have to go January, February, March, April. April's the fourth. What if yeah. you get to the end of the year? Do you go to toes or? No, I. that's what I'm... If it's beyond six, I'm all good. Oh, okay. I, know, I know everything after six. It's just before six. I get very confused. Right. Uh, yep. Fair enough. Look, fucking huge show. Maybe the biggest we've had. <laughs> the biggest we've had. This uh, month. <laughs> for sure this month. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, some big stuff. Some big stuff to talk about. One big thing that I can't talk about at all because of uh, timing. Timing trickery. That's cool. Yeah. Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. Red Dead Redemption 2. We'll talk about that a little bit. Yep. Um, uh, well, you'll talk about that. I'm going to go see it after we finish recording this. I guess we can talk about it next week again. Yeah. Uh, we can talk about it, all the ways that I disagree with what you had to say. Sure. Yeah. Um, what are we going to kick off with? I I, uh, I didn't play any games. All right. That's fine. The last time we recorded because I traveled to Bangkok. Yeah. Um, to check out the Overwatch World Cup. And I found out that my Switch battery uh, is dead it's fucked uh it holds charge like even when fully powered off it will only hold charge for about an hour so it's 100 cool. percent dead battery it'll only work when it's plugged in if you don't have in-seat power on the plane uh the usb power isn't enough to actually keep it charged so yeah did you look this up is this a like a a thing that happens what the battery's dying yeah all batteries die. Like, it is pretty common. It's common across the entire breadth of all, uh, like, lion, lion batteries, uh, that there is a, you know, small percentage of failure rate. So I don't, you know, it's not completely out of, uh, like, unexpected. When, when did the fucking Switch release? I don't know. Three, um, four years ago? Was it? No way. Two years, Max? I'm looking it up. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's it's lasted long enough that I, I'm not, like, like gutted or whatever. Like, um, it's, I, I 2017? What the fuck? Last year? Last year? Oh, fucking hell. Um, yeah, I'm not, <laughs> like... I don't feel ripped off or whatever. Uh, I did look into it. Apparently, if you were to replace the battery, like you send it into Nintendo to replace the battery, they just fucking swap it out for a new Switch, uh, which I will not be doing uh, because there's no way to hold on to your save games and I'm not losing my fucking save games. So uh, I'll probably just, like, if I'm going to lose my save games either way, I think I'm going to open up the back of the fucking Switch and see if I can replace the fucker myself. I can't believe this was only released last year. My mind yeah, is blown. <laughs> that, I thought it was two years old at least. Yeah. Can you not get it replaced under warranty? Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, if I got it replaced under warranty, they'll just replace the entire machine, but I'll lose all my save games because there's no way to back up save games. There's cloud saves, right? You can pay for it's, it. It's not for every game, and I'm not paying for fucking cloud saves. Um, 
so yeah, let's. So I'll probably just have a punt at doing it myself. Um, oh, and yeah, there's probably that other reason, right? Uh, like yeah, <laughs> like I don't want him to dick me around. Um, I like I don't. I bought special new Joy Cons and stuff, and I don't have the old Joy Cons because they got broken. Uh, I don't know if they're going to replace those as well. Like, there's a lot that's going on there. I don't really want to fuck about with that shit. So I'll just, yeah, have fun. If it breaks my Switch, it breaks my Switch. Uh, but I was going to lose the save games anyway. So fuck it. Cool. Um, yeah. And I haven't opened up a machine in a while. I don't know. There's something nice about opening stuff up and hmm. fucking about it. Watching YouTube videos about how to open things up and then. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and then failing to do so when they're like, it's so easy. It's so easy. You just All need you this need do. this special screwdriver that nobody has. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In this particular uh, size. Good luck. <laughs> um, yeah, you can buy them for any uh, good, reliable this store that doesn't exist anywhere outside of outside of this tiny one place. Um, yeah. So that was a bummer. I was looking forward to. I've been playing a bit of Catherine on my Switch. Uh, Catherine, Catherine. Yep. What's, what's, that what's is a game. But that's a that puzzle game with uh, you're the guy. It's like an anime game. Fuck! It's not Catherine that I've been playing. Celeste. <laughs> yep, that sounds better. <laughs> the Meat Boy one. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I've been playing a bit of that. Oh, it's pretty cool. Um, I feel like the Switch isn't the perfect place for it. So don't feel like I don't know. I just the controls don't feel perfect. So the, there's some trigger stuff that goes on, and I don't really feel like the triggers on the Joy-Con like they're pretty small. It's a pretty small form factor. Um, yeah. yeah. All right. So Overwatch. I watched some games as well. Yeah, you were uh, you were talking about it. Um, I couldn't. We couldn't talk in real time because uh, if I were to sit out in the crowd, I didn't have access to Wi-Fi. Uh, and if I were to sit in at the Wi-Fi, then I might as well have watched it on my fucking like just watched it from home and shit um, because we were watching on a, on a delayed stream. So you could always like tell when something cool was happening if you were sitting in the press room because uh, the crowd outside would go wild and then 30 seconds later it would happen on the stream that we were watching well that's easy for you right because you could do other things and be like oh something's about to happen (laughs) ah true yeah but couldn't get my switch to charge so um yeah no uh so most of the time I was sitting out in the crowd and uh we were trying to work out what was going on um yeah, it was good. It was good fun. Uh, so it was in Bangkok, uh, which is in Thailand, in case you don't know uh, your geography. That's okay. Uh, geography is hard. And, um, yeah, it was the Bangkok qualifier. There was four qualifiers, uh, and this was the third of them. Two teams, uh, the six that were playing, uh, would qualify for the Overwatch World Cup Finals at BlizzCon. Uh, and the teams that were competing were Thailand, obviously. Uh, Thailand got in because they were hosting the qualifiers. Yep. Uh, otherwise, they would not have made it the qualifiers at all. Um, Spain. Spain were in a... They, 
they were in a rough spot. They had drawn the ultimate group of death. Uh, it would have been better off in the fucking one with South Korea because at least in that group, the only real worry was South Korea and everyone else was just competing for the second spot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Spain, uh, they, they had no shot. Um, then there was Australia. I'm going in, in order of... Sorry, if, if, we, uh, if we go from bottom to top, it goes Thailand, Spain, Australia, uh, Denmark, Sweden, and then China. Yeah. China's number uh, one. Yeah. China is number one. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, in terms of ranking... Uh, but, like, in terms of ranking, China actually is number one. Their skill rating is higher than South Korea's. And uh, I was trying to explain this to the dudes just because it's a modified ELO rating system hmm. uh, population actually plays a pretty big role in it that's um, strange no because well the because of the way ELO works uh, population is always going to impact it um, and so China will wind up with a naturally higher um, SR oh this is an ELO based on player ranking not not some other factor of like this yeah, is so they've just given them a number like the tournament deciding rankings. factor on whether or not, like, on where your uh, country is ranked is the skill rating of the top 150 players right. in your region, right? But because popular, because like, once you get to a critical mass of population, uh, the top 150 players is, like, the top 150 players in Australia is let's say 10% of the population, it's obviously um, changing the scale. But if it's only 0.1% in China, then the difference means that the skill rating just fucking cascades, uh, like just spirals upwards uh, like very quickly. And um, so China is higher than South Korea, even though they're objectively worse at the game than South Korea. Um, so, yeah, China was well and truly the, the most... Um, favored to get through uh and yeah australia like it was pretty um pretty well known that australia had drawn the the group of death uh along like alongside spain everyone was like australia's you know gonna be lucky to get through even talking to i was talking to all the australian players and they were saying they felt like you know it was going to be a fluke if they got through. This was prior to the games starting. And then uh, the games began and uh, everything everything changed. Like, that group was insanely competitive. Uh, it was awesome. Um, it was, like, easily the best of the groups, uh, like, so far. And there's little chance that there'll be another one like it. Uh, Spain were a write-off pretty much immediately, but Thailand drew so much fucking energy from their home crowd. They were playing out of fucking control. They got this one dude, Patafan, who's only 15, who is a fucking god. He is spectacular at the game. It is criminal that they have an 18, uh, an 18 age limit on OWL because that dude would be on a contract today if they didn't like fucking right now he played spectacularly um they do have an OWL player on Thailand Mickey uh who is 
an unbelievably nice dude, uh, just really friendly, uh, doing his best to talk English to me, like really, really nice guy. Um, so they had a bit of leadership, they had a bit of OWL uh, knowledge in the back area, like driving them forward, stuff like that. Yeah. It was pretty good. Um, yeah. Uh, then there was Denmark. Denmark have some amazing players like Shax, uh, who was like if Patafan hadn't been there, Shax would have been the clear MVP of the uh, of the game uh, of the entire thing. And um, yeah, they were playing really well. Uh, they were like, it was pretty much like China's going to easily get through, and then it'll be between Denmark and Sweden uh, for the second spot. Hmm. Uh, Sweden didn't really show up uh, except in the game against Denmark. Um, yeah, and I think it was. Um, that, that they might be like their players are all quite well known, but I think they might be over the hill, which is crazy to think that one year has passed and they're over the hill. But but they were ranked third in the world, right? So that's was that not kind of weird, or is that are they ranked third in the teams that weren't automatically invited? What nobody was automatically invited. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought there were teams that were automatically invited. Never mind. No, but that's that's the thing, right? They they were like really they're really highly ranked, but they might be over the hill in terms of like they just their players are are past it. Like the the ranking is based on old knowledge, and these are old dudes. They're not that old, obviously. Uh, but yeah, like the the growth of Overwatch as a competitive uh, effort is is such that yeah they just don't have it anymore. Um, China had this uh, this tank player Gooksi Gooksu. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember how to say his fucking name. Um, he was awesome. He was really good. Uh, there were like really good players on all of the teams. Um, all well, the five teams that had a shot. Hmm. Um, yeah, and then like Team Australia had a couple of really good players. Uh, Trill, a Kraken. Uh, I thought CKM had a pretty like rough one and uh, Australia sort of lived and died on whether or not he was playing well uh, because he was sort of a critical DPS player um, but like nonetheless uh, he, he did play well enough he had Custer in his pocket Custer is an OWL player and an all-star um, so it's like we we did have an all star on our team, which is nice. Uh, yeah, like it's most teams don't get to say that, uh, but the real deciding factor, in my opinion, was the fact that we had um, Gunba, who was the assistant coach of the LA Valiant, and uh, he like brought Overwatch League coaching uh, knowledge none of the other teams had a coach of anywhere close to Dunbar's quality. Uh, and he, but my, like, I genuinely think he's the reason why Australia made it through. So spoiler alert, China and Australia managed to qualify for the uh, World Cup finals. And yeah, I 100% think it was off the back of Dunbar's like, efforts. He insisted that they never play uh, any of the defaults. They always had like something of their sleeve. Something different. Yeah. 
and it just meant that they just like the other teams were constantly scrambling to put something together. I thought it was interesting, but it seemed like they deliberately didn't practice King of the Hill control maps at all. And so they got rinsed on all but one of them. <laughs> they lost. This, they won a single control map all week, uh, weekend, I think, if I recall correctly. Uh, and you always play a control map. So, oh no, they must have won two because they got two fours. Yeah, uh, but still, like that was it. Those were the only fucking control maps they won at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they just like they basically banked on you only need to like you need to win three maps to go through uh, we'll give up the control map at the start and we will fuck them on the other three maps and when they won the control map they 4-0 two teams Thailand and Sweden uh, Sweden yeah we're supposed to fuck Australia and Australia went 4-0 which is yeah. crazy um, Thailand went 3-2 with China Sorry, 2-3 with China. They nearly beat China, and they lost them in the overtime tiebreaker match. Like, it's insane how close it was. Thailand was supposed to just get fucked by everyone, and they managed to, like, lift. It was awesome. They, they, went, they played so well. It was really cool. Um, the Thai crowd was, like, so enthusiastic. It was What I liked was sitting them there when the Thai team wasn't playing. It was still pretty full. Uh, it was like it was rammed when the Thai team was playing, but it was still pretty full when they weren't. And they would, it seemed like they'd just cheer for whichever team was on the side that they were sitting. So uh, if they were on the left side and Denmark was on the left, then they were fucking all about Team Denmark. Uh, and then the next game came up and Team then Sweden was sitting there and they were all about Team Sweden. And, um, yeah, they just sort of, like, they just got into it. Like, they got into the idea of cheering for good competition, really. And they did get the best fucking show possible. Like, even Custer, like, Custer, I did an interview with him and Gunbar, and Custer was saying, like, I don't watch the World Cup. I don't know anyone who does watch the World Cup, but you'd be crazy to not watch this qualifier. Uh, He meant the qualifiers. Like, I don't watch the World Cup qualifiers and I don't know anyone who does. Uh, but you'd be crazy to not watch this World Cup qualifier. This is not like all the others. Nobody, like, it seems like anyone could beat anyone in this group. And he was obviously being kind to Team Spain. But, like, Thailand genuinely came, like, millimetres from getting the win against uh, China. Like, it... They could, they could have done it. They fucked up. But if they hadn't, they would have beat China. And if they had beat China, hmm. like that group, Australia would have exited on top. Australia would have been the top group, top team in the group uh, if Thailand had beat China. Like, or if Australia had beat China, Australia would have been the top seed. Like, the if uh, Sweden had gone. 4-0 against Denmark yeah, uh, and China then went 4-0 against Australia in the their final game then uh, Sweden would have been the uh, would have like gone to the 
the game. Um, if Australia had gone four instead of China, then China would not have made it at all, and Sweden and Australia would have been going. Uh, if Denmark had won one more map, they tied a map. If they'd won that map against Thailand, then they would have been going. Like, it literally came down to a difference of fucking a, a handful of single maps. Like some rounds, Not, yeah. Yeah, like, that's just crazy. And and it was, like, across four different teams that, it, that this difference occurred. Like, absolutely nuts. And uh, super entertaining. Um, I still have a problem with Overwatch in a couple of circumstances mm-hmm. uh, where I feel like it gets really difficult to work out what the fuck is going on. Um like there are situations where I just think maybe the spectating, well, the spectating of the World Cup at least, because uh, it doesn't seem to happen in the Overwatch League. I think they just didn't have the resources, right? Like I know that there were production issues, but because I could only ever hear the Thai broadcast live, uh, I didn't really hear any of them. Um, I, like I could see on Twitter that people were complaining and stuff, but I, I couldn't see them. But I did. I do know that spectating wasn't as good as it could have been. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that's definitely something that could have improved. There's uh, like other stuff that bugged the fuck out of me. Like you could only go to the toilet by exiting security, and then you'd have to go back through security again. And there was like pretty heavy duty security. Mm. Um, yeah, so that was annoying as fuck. Uh, you couldn't bring food. <laughs> or drink into the uh, space, which I thought was pretty dumb. Um, I snuck some um, some cheesecakes right. in at one point, but yeah. most of the time we had to get our PR handler to go through a different security thing so that they could bring, like, so we could have coffee yeah. and stuff in the morning without having to stand outside and drink our coffee while the games are going on and shit. Um, and that's how you spent two nights in jail. Is that what happened? <laughs> smuggled in cheese tarts. I smuggled them in my boogie board. <laughs> oh, I think I'm no need to look here. It's just a boogie board. It's not filled with cheesecakes. Um, I don't know how they go in there. <laughs> what? Those aren't my cheesecakes. Uh, yeah. yeah that, like, so that, that stuff was kind of weird. Um, oh, yeah. The fucking craziest thing was... Uh, the like after the first day I had to bring a fucking jacket like a hoodie with me to the event because it was perpetually 18 degrees uh, they have the craziest fucking aircon and it was like you, like you go outside and it's fucking 40 degrees and humid enough that you have to swim everywhere and then you go inside and it's 18 degrees and it smells, it actually smells like a freezer, like a cool room. Like it has that smell of a cool room. It's bananas. It's crazy. But uh, yeah, so you, yeah, I don't know. I just, it was weird having to wear a jumper while I was fucking in the hottest country I've ever been to. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's about it. Um, but, yeah, so I thought it was good. Um, when During the Sweden game, um, we, we worked out that um, if Sweden won, 
if Sweden beat Denmark, then Australia would make it through. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were informed afterwards that it was not like they didn't work any of that shit out based on Mac differential. Yeah. Like technically Australia should have been through, but uh, they had some other fucking stupid fucking method for working out all that bullshit. And uh, so Australia needed to win one map, but we were like just losing our shit when uh, Australia, like when Sweden won. And we're sitting there on the Denmark side uh, cheering for Sweden. Mm cheering every time Sweden did anything. And so all the Thai people around us had been, like, were going for Denmark. But, like, over the course of the uh, match, we made, like, they slowly started going for Sweden because we were so vocally going for Sweden. Yeah. It was pretty good. So they just like, oh, yeah, fuck it. Everyone's going for Sweden here. Well, the loudest, loudest dickheads are going for Sweden. So let's go for Sweden. Yeah. But also um, that China game was like it started off quite rough because they, yeah, like you said, they needed to win that at least one like map. Yeah. And they were yeah, like 2 right. 0. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they lost the control as they were always going to. And then uh, they lost on King's Row. And uh, I was talking to Custom Gumba after. And they're like, yeah, we threw on that map. We fucked up. Uh, they wouldn't say what exactly they did the throw but um yeah like they are of the opinion that they should have 100 percent won on king's row uh because they had like a plan uh if they'd won king's row they would have won overall uh they would have exited the group as the top seed um yeah so uh yeah two two nothing and we're like oh fuck Wait, oh, this this is going to be the worst way to fucking lose. I can't. <laughs> to I China, like 4 0 against China. Fuck, yep. And then, uh, yep, no. Don't worry about it. All good. We got through. Yep. Uh, so, like, the, the thing for me is still the whole, like, it's the same five characters you see on every map. Like, the meta has. Six. Yeah, same six you, you see. Like, the meta has changed from the last time I watched it. Like, there's a lot more Anna these, these days. Um, yeah. Um, but it seems like it's still the same, like every map, it's the same thing pulled out all the time. And then they occasionally swap like, oh, I'm going to pull a tracer out now because we've gotten past this point and we just need to push the payload. So we're going to have tracer sit on the back line and try and pick off defenders or something like that. Outside um, of Australia. <clears throat> yeah. Um, every single team has used a composition. They're called goats, which is uh, three tank, three support. Comp, yeah, with Reinhardt, Zaya, Diva, forget uh, uh, Moira and Lucio, mm-hmm. and you did see that quite a bit. Uh, you saw it more in other groups, but uh, you did see it quite a bit. And I think the reason you didn't see it as much in the Bangkok one is because Australia refused. Gumbo was like, "We are not playing goats." Um, I think because it's like. Three tank, three support, and um, a cra- no, not Kraken. Um, Hus, Hus can't play. Uh, not a DPS, I think, or he's just like he's much better as a DPS. Yep. Like, and so they'd just be basically crippling their team, forcing him to play off roll to go for this goats shit, and because they weren't playing goats, uh, the other teams found themselves in a lot of trouble uh, trying to play goats against them. Um, so, yeah. 
I think that is the like the Australian team refusing to play it was one of the only reasons you didn't see it way more. And I'm so glad because it is the most boring style of play. They literally just cluster up and then like snow, like snowball. Yeah. Snowball. Tank it up. They survive for quite a long time. Some of these heroes. Oh yeah. It's like, they're just the, the attackers or like the other teams are just trying to pick off the supports to stop the healing. And then it's like the sort of bricks start to fall. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's basically what goats is, is designed around. Is this idea of going like they go in and they just like stunlock nuke a support and then they like move on. It's just awful. It's just super boring to watch. Yeah, it is. Um, what drove me nuts was the amount of times you saw someone walk away with like a pixel of health, but like they the players are so focused on getting the support that they're like let Diva scoot away and you're like just fucking pin her once and she's done fuck no. yeah I, I saw Australia do some good plays because uh, I was mainly was watching mainly watching the Australian games and then I'd have it on in the background just sort of playing while I was doing other stuff um, for the other teams but I, I saw Australia do one play um, where they like their Winston the other team's Winston like powered up and like went into their ultimate and they basically just put him to sleep as like on the yeah. bridge and they just left him there. I thought that was like a game or like a, a point winning round because they was, managed um, to put him to sleep and then take the cap. Yeah, it's uh, it's because they like blew two ultimates to make it happen. Australia had it happen to them once. It's a probably like one of my favorite highlights um, is Trill is playing as Winston gets powered up, zooms, like, primal rages and jumps in and uh, gets sleeped. And then uh, Patafan, like, stands on top of him and uses High Noon (laughs) only on him (laughs) and executes him while he's sleeping on the ground. Oh, man, it's savage. It's probably worth it, though, right? For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, Yeah. Trill remembered it. Uh, like it was a memorable moment for him mm. because they literally expended a full fucking alt just to finish him. Um, but yeah, it was it was very it was a funny funny bit. Yeah, he saw a lot of like really clutch sleeps uh, from it was a Kraken's Anna. Like he was insane with that shit. It was so good. I like 100% think that he was uh, another like key part of Australia's success because his ability to pop asleep on something just at the right time hated Australia so much momentum so many times. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. Um, Bangkok was good. It was hot. Um, and it was weird going from, like, we're staying in this really swanky part of town, like, seriously swanky part of town, ludicrously swanky part of town. The mall that we was held in that was across the road from our hotel had a Rolls-Royce dealership in it on the third floor. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you get a car out. Uh, I don't know how you get your $2 million car out of... <laughs> There's generally like elevators and shit. 
right? Like car is a, a McLaren dealer across the, like across the, I don't know, concourse. Yeah, from the Rolls Royce, and like yeah, just super swanky. Um, and you couldn't find a bar. I could not find a bar for the life of me, uh, except for hotel bars. Hmm. And if I'm going to, if I'm relegated to drinking in a fucking hotel bar, then I might as well just drink in my hotel bar. Um, so yeah, that was a, that was a bit of a bummer. Um, like finding decent bars. Um, the food was good. I had some awesome food. Uh, we went to some like markets and I just sort of made sure to like, made sure we only ate at, uh, food stands with lines of people. Like lines of locals. Yeah. If you see a bunch of Thai people eating at one place and not the other, you do not go to the other place because there's no, like, because you get your food quicker. Uh, you go to the one with a lot of people lining up at it. Um, and yeah, had some like proper fucking top notch, authentic Thai uh, drunken noodles was fucking amazing. Yeah. It was with rice. Okay. Yeah, they were like the classic drunken noodle that I think you get here, you know, the spicy uh, pork noodle dish that you get. Uh, it was served with rice, which was odd. Um, and it wasn't fried rice, it was just with rice. Uh, but it was delicious. It was fucking amazing. And um, I had a pad thai, uh, even though I believe pad thai is like a Western creation. Okay. Um, like Chinese, you know how Chinese food, like Kung Pao chicken and shit, hmm. is not Chinese food. It's not stuff they eat in China. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I uh, had a, like amazing pad thai anyway, and uh, yeah, it was really good. Had a box of mixed meats. It was called. Um, it was three dollars. Cool. It was a massive box of all sorts of barbecued meat. Um. Couldn't really work out what it was. Pretty sure it was about 60% pork uh, and 40% chicken, but I was a bit um, iffy on a couple of of the foods in there. I ate it all, though. It was delicious. Cool. I didn't get, like, didn't get sick or anything. I know it was Team Australia got food sickness mm. on the first day. That's a bit crap. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, a lot of crap. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I didn't suffer the same fate, so I don't have a delicate sensibility. Um, what else? What else? What else? Uh, oh yeah, we went to the wrong airport. Went to the wrong airport on the way back from, um, like, while we're heading out. There's two international airports in Bangkok. Mm. We went to one and it was not the correct one. And I was falling asleep uh, in the cab and it took like, like fuck all time to get there. And we're like, wow, that was really quick. And we're driving up and this is like old rundown fucking dilapidated airport. I'm like, this doesn't look like the same airport that we like were at the first time. And uh, the guy's like, oh, that's because we were at arrivals then and now we're at departures or whichever is correct. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, that doesn't really ring true to me. 
this doesn't look right. And they're like, no, don't worry about it. We'll be fine. So we get out of the, out of the cab and we go inside and uh, there's like no Qantas desk at all. We were wandering around. And uh, yeah, we found uh, we found a information desk. We're like, where is the Qantas check-in? Like, Qantas, can you show me your, like, show me your booking? And I showed showed the lady my booking. She's like, oh, yeah, you're at the wrong airport. So anyway, we got got into a new cab, and uh, our PI handler is like, oh, yeah, and step on it. And he, like, turns back in the car, and he's, like, giving us a grin, like, yeah, classic. Oh, I got to say, like action movie shit and our driver took that to heart and I'm not shitting you I'm fucking 100% serious this dude was driving 160 kilometers an hour on the fucking highway like all over the place swerving from like the left side of this four lane highway to the right side and back again like weaving in and out of traffic it, it was raining and it was fucking terrifying. It was like amusing for a little while, but like at one point he literally like slalomed between four cars so that he could like get in front of them. Uh, yeah, it was bananas. There was a fucking ambulance with its lights on and he caught up to the ambulance. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell, man. I 100% thought we were going to die. <laughs> never again. Never again tell them to step on it. Never saying that again. In Australia, if you were like, oh, yeah, and step on it, he'd, he'd be like, yeah, mate, don't worry about it. And he'd do like 82 instead of 80. This dude was doing literally double the speed limit. And like in Australia, the dude, like if, if you were like, oh, and step on it, he might like not stop for a red light when the light has turned orange. Uh, You know how they always like, they're like, oh yeah, I better stop this yellow light just to squeeze a couple of extra cents out of you, Mm. even though they would be far better off getting you to your destination as soon as possible uh, and getting a new fare as quickly as possible because that is the most efficient way. The the extra, you know, the booking fee makes it more efficient for them to actually book more people and to wheedle out at a couple extra cents to kids um yeah it was terrifying slept on my way home everything was all good that's about it yeah then we did predator day uh and then we did predator day and it was good it was awesome <laughs> yeah um yeah we watched predator predator 2 predators and then we were supposed to go see the predator but we've we saw it in the cinemas and I didn't like it. So we didn't go see it again. I didn't want to pay more. more. I didn't pay, want to pay money to go see it a second time. Yeah. So we watched Alien vs. Predator <laughs> because there's a good, there's a good yeah. replacement. Yeah. And then Alien vs. Predator Requiem. Yes. And because why not go down that hole? If we're already halfway in, just get the whole way. <laughs> Requiem was better than Alien vs. Predator. Yeah. But not by much. Like, 
I know I use this comparison a lot, but it was sort of like comparing getting kicked in the nuts with getting stomped on the nuts. Like, I'd prefer neither, to be honest. If I have to pick, uh, kick. Let's go with the kick. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Should we talk about some games I've been playing? All right, so Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Um, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, yeah. Yeah, that came out last week. Uh, I've played about 10 to 12 hours of it. Uh, It's pretty average. Um, I was a bit of a fan of the first the first one and yeah. so I, I've talked about this before I was pretty surprised when people were like hey this new one Rise of Tomb Raider is pretty good um, and I don't know if that was because it was a console exclusive the first time well, no it was the second time around was it I don't fucking remember one of them was a console exclusive and I was just like I don't know if people just didn't play the first one and I, like, I felt like it was good um, there was not a lot of tomb rating there was some in there but not a whole lot but you could yep. kind of see the foundation that was there um and the second one was like all right well let's use that foundation and we'll put some more tomb rating in there um but otherwise it's gonna be pretty similar um and i felt like yeah it was good but it was like i'd i'd feel like people maybe missed it the first time and they just didn't get around to it because it got some pretty good scores um yeah and i didn't think the second one was like bad i just thought it was like yeah, the last one was good as well. Like, <laughs> get what people are going on about. Um, and anyway, so this one is out. And I was excited for it. Uh, and it's just pretty much more of the same. It's They haven't really done a whole lot to sort of change up that formula. Um, apart from the thing that I saw during the preview, which was now you can put mud on her face and then hide in some bushes against the wall. Um, mm. And that's kind of like the stealthy tactic that they've like a, an extra layer on there it's just like something other to other than hiding in a bush it's now you can hide in a wall um and use your stealth attacks so yeah that's really all they've added the same formulas there it's a very like like you're in this hub world um you can fast travel between different uh camps um there are a lot more rating of tombs um there's a stack of puzzles like lots and lots of puzzles i feel like the the combat has been toned way down uh and it's more puzzle based stuff this time around um and there's still a lot of hunting in there um the things i don't like are they they always go for this like these jump scare things um and it's just cheap like it's the ah here is a part where we're going to have you climb through a really narrow something and it's because we're hiding the loading but we're going to have a jump scare here where something comes at you whether it be like a fucking dead body falling or a wolf or something like that um i think that stuff is just lazy and uh the other things i really do not like about this game is that you are constantly pressing like the the survival um like the sense the sensibility where she can we can she can see the things that she can interact with in the environment you're like you're constantly just fucking mashing it and there's no point to be out of that mode because you're collecting so many things in the world um and like that's how you can see what you can interact with so you're just mashing it the entire time it's just fucking boring um and i don't know what like like (laughs) 
<laughs> how you go about not having that in there because there's a lot of stuff that's so reliant on it, like crafting uh, all your like weapon upgrades or crafting suits, um, leveling up your characters so you and get more skills. Like to be able to like you've got to basically find all this stuff to be able to progress your character in the game. Um, and so you're constantly looking after this stuff and the easiest way to, to, to find it all is just to mash that button. Uh, so you spend like a majority of time just in that mode where like everything is gray or everything like the vision blurs and everything you can interact with is highlighted. Um, it's just like, a, it's a bad mechanic that needs, yeah. needs to be changed. Um, that's probably my biggest problem with it is it's just like, you become so reliant on that mode. It's just, you're you're in it most of the time um so anyway uh, but otherwise it's just like yeah like it's not a bad game but it's not blowing me away in terms of because i played um uncharted 4 recently um and that i really liked like they just do a better job of of telling stories um telling like doing action set piece moments um the shooting is not great in that game but um like they just do a better job overall of the same sort of character like it's a similar like rip on Indiana Jones um yeah. I just think it's done better in that game like for you know if I want to play an action like a big bombastic action game this is seems to have taken more of a puzzle route um cause there is like not a lot of combat at all in, that I've uh, played like are they because I guess the first one had I, I felt pretty lame puzzles. They're a bit just them, yeah. They're a bit like they do really big ones this time around. Like um, you'll basically walk into an entire room and it's like there's a giant fucking puzzle in the middle. Figure this out, and it's usually like to progress you to the next area. Yeah. Um, but it's the same stuff of like, hey, climb up this thing that is that is like painted white so you know you could climb up on it um and then do this thing three times and it'll let you get to the next part um it's nothing too crazy like there is uh there was one puzzle i did where you go backwards in time um to when lara is uh i wouldn't say she's a teenager she's probably oh maybe she is maybe like 12 something like that 12 13 um quite young and you're roaming around her house um where for whatever reason her parents or are not around and they should be fined for the shit she gets up to while she's around this house because she's like fucking climbing on rooftops um like scaling like plumbing plumbing on the side of the house and just like she she she's lucky she's alive basically um during some of these things like jumping in crazy places a kid should not be jumping uh yeah and there's a puzzle moment in there where it's like all right you've got to move these sort of chess pieces and there are sort of hints on the wall as to where you should move them um so that sort of stuff is like a bit more using your brain to try and figure out where you should be moving these things but otherwise it's just been a lot of um like attaching your your bow and arrow rope to this other part of the other like this other bit of wood and then pulling on it <laughs> and that triggers the next part of the puzzle like yeah. um it's just been a bunch of that so far so yeah like it's pretty it's been getting a lot of mixed reviews it seems like yeah. um and i feel like it's justified like it's i i think it's pretty like it's it's okay it's like a six 
or seven. Yeah. I feel like it's not like a, a nine or a ten. I don't know if it's been getting tens, but yeah, I, I think it's quite average at least. Um, because the story is not doing anything for me either. It's just. I am skipping a lot of it at this stage now. I'm just like, I can't wow. be fucked. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, like the last one, and even the first one, I remember reading like all the stuff in the game because um, there are a lot of collectibles in there you can pick up and, and kind of go through. Uh, and there's also like diaries you'll pick up and there'll be stories about like other characters in this world that have been around and like hearing about their adventures. And this time I just cannot give a fuck at all because um, yeah. it just seems really boring and lame. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, it's average, super average. Sweet. Yeah. Perfect. That's what you want. Yeah, exactly. Um, Battlefield 5 Gosh. is on here. Hang on. Sure. Hang on. Hang on. Go on. I, I watched the Tomb Raider film on the plane. Well, yeah, okay. Because why? I hadn't seen it. And uh, I was hoping it would put me to sleep. Did so it just make you angry? <laughs> It was just generally bad. Yeah. I couldn't look away. It had fucking McNulty from The Wire in it. Uh, he was pretty bad. It had fucking Walton Goggins in it. Like, it had some good actors, you know? Walton yeah. Goggins was in Predators. Yeah. Looking super young in Predators. Uh, he did not look young here. He was pretty good. He was just, it was just, like, evil for no reason. Uh, I think that was the problem. None of it really made sense. It just seemed like they wanted to mimic the game reboot hmm. but like yeah I guess they did raid a tomb so that is good but yeah, it was just generally pretty dumb uh, at one point she's standing like she has to solve a puzzle she works it out that if she combines two colours she can do it so she's got yellow and then she puts blue in and as she slams the blue in she yells green uh, and it was it might be like the dumbest fucking moment I can't believe it's not a meme because uh, a woman hanging off a wall and yelling green while slamming something into a wall is just a, such a comically idiotic moment in cinema history and they were just all about it why did she have to say green so weird maybe it was uh, voice activated Oh, maybe I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, one of those fancy tombs, ancient tombs. Right at the end, they do like a, a, a like cool stinger, <laughs> uh, a bit of a like a bit of a stinger, like a nod, like a nod. Yeah, um, where she she buys guns. I don't know how there's a like. A, pretty sure she's in England, right? And she, is she buying she, them off like Simon Pegg or something? Am I remembering? No, oh, no, it's uh, Nick Frost. Yeah, it's Nick Frost. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, like, he's a, um, like, what are they called? Oh, no. What are are those places where you sell unwanted stuff? Uh, he's like a dodgy, um, uh, like a auction, not auction. Fuck. Like cash converters. Uh, yeah. What do they call them? Fuck. I don't know. What they call Anyway, what are they called? So you come in and listen to the guy. Like a loan shop, a shark shark loan, or what, what do you call them? Shark, no. Pawn shop. Pawn shop. Yeah, that'll do. Pawn shop. That's it. Yeah. It's it's like he's a British pawn shop. But they're selling guns? I thought, like, I'm pretty sure, you know, like, even the cops don't have guns in England. I don't know how the fuck a pawn shop's selling. Anyway, she gets the gets one of the guns. She gets a 9 mil gun. She grabs it. And then she she's like, I'll take two. And then poses. I'm like, fucking... 
just vamps for the camera in like the fucking most like just blatant shit bullshit fucking moment in the entire film but they framed it so neither gun is actually on screen so it's just her fucking doing a wobby a wobby a w with her fucking arms like holding two guns off screen what the fuck is going on there the framing of the entire movie is just terrible i don't understand how they like oh man it was bad hmm. anyway cool <laughs> fair enough yeah still yeah, yet to have a good it. video yeah do we uh, i don't know i left this on here but uh, uh do we play more i'm pretty sure it had finished by the time we did the podcast last week so yeah no so let's get rid of that gonzo gonzo call of duty oh boy duty played a lot okay. of that i can't wait to hear what you you think of it because obviously uh i was pretty uh pretty positive pretty positive last week but i'd only played it on playstation and i didn't have a really good idea like yeah i didn't have the best grasp on it at that time i was just like i want to play more and i am not going to get to which sucks but anyway yeah you played a bunch let's hear it yeah we played we we played a bunch on pc the pc beta kicked off um i think it was like early access to the beta um whether or not you got a key from somewhere or like pre-ordered it um and then the day afterwards was like an open beta so it was like a free-for-all um yeah man it's fucking awesome it's really good it is it is uh probably going to be my replacement for PUBG. um uh it's yeah i mean it's got that that call of duty feel about it it is fast paced um yeah but they've also added in like a lot of maneuverability in there they've got like a ton of different gadgets um they've got some really cool environments in there like classic callback call of duty areas um that you can kind of remember um they've got some really good like gameplay mechanics in there surprisingly like i just felt like they were going to do their version of it and sort of copy some of the other or i guess pubg is a big one right and just copy that and they have copied it but they put their own spin on it and like brought the call of duty-ness to it to like battle royale uh and it works really well um they're like the way so you basically start this map and you drop out from a plane and it's you're in a wingsuit when when you drop out and from there you can pretty much get to anywhere on the map um it's a little bit smaller than than PUBG, um but it's still huge like the place is enormous uh they're they're like they're quicker games they're, they're not like 35 minute games they're they feel like they're shorter than that at least um yeah that's what yeah that's what i thought as well like 20 ish minutes yeah because it seemed like by the second circle you were getting down to like the low um like 20 people alive type thing and um so yeah it's it's from from like the get-go in that game you drop out of this wingsuit and it took us maybe a day or two to actually figure out how to use the wingsuit properly um and i think we've got it nailed down now um and because we're using the whole we were using like PUBG mentality of being like, all right, if you want a long float, we, uh, you know, you sort of line it up in the correct angle and then like float across. And it's like, no, you, you like, if you want to go somewhere, you basically instantly drop point down and just fucking gun it to the floor. Um, and then like level out and that gets you like a huge speed boost. Um, Oh, okay. Yeah. So like on the right hand side, you've got this indicator of your level on the, 
uh, the, the environment and when your parachute will sort of deploy. Um, and so you've got this wingsuit and you've got your speed as well on there. And so you go flat to the ground, you hit, there, there are like three indicators of how quick you're going, like little triangles. And when you hit like the second triangle, you level out and you should get to your max speed by then. And then you'll be going like, like a fucking flying fox um, in the air, but you'll be going at like a really high speed and that will get you really far across the map because rather than going like lying down and going, I don't know, 40 kilometers an hour or whatever it is, you're now going like 66 or 70. Um, right. And that gets you there really, f- like that gets you to wherever you're going first. Um, yeah. So that took us uh, like a day or two to get used to that part. And just like that alone just shows you how much they've thought about that sort of thing and just not like oh we'll just fucking chuck parachutes in there and um we'll see how we go like from that moment on you can tell it's a completely different game and like the speed or the pace they're going for um because just of something as simple as that and then so you land and um yeah there's like there is gear all over the place um i was kind of worried about how the inventory management would work because it is um at least on the uh, the consoles um, that would not work on PC and it is yeah. different on PC which is good um, yeah I saw some screenshots but I still don't understand how it works <clears throat> yeah so basically you start off with some slots in your backpack or your your inventory um, yeah. you pick up things in the environment uh, so weapons gadgets items that sort of thing and they take up those slots in those in that uh, inventory and things like ammo is is like its own separate area um and so then when you fill that up you get a backpack and then you can like sort of double the amount of space you can have it's it's very basic it's not like your your PUBG management where you're like you're trying to figure out, all right, well, now I've got to manage my weight and how much stuff I've got. And if I remove like 30 bullets, I can pick up an extra, um, like a flash grenade. It's, it's, there's like none of that in there. So you, like each thing takes up sort of like one item slot. And, um, and then when you go and pick stuff up off the ground, it's the same sort of thing. Like it'll, it'll show you your inventory screen and everything they've got is on the top of the screen and then everything you've got is on the bottom. So you just click on the stuff you want to pick up oh, and, cool. and anything you want to drop on yours, you just click on it and drop it. Or I think it's right click and it drops it. So it's, yeah. it's pretty quick. Um, I got it down pat pretty, pretty, you know, within a day or two. Um, it's the things they need to work on is sort of like you're switching between um, weapon attachments and getting an idea for what attaches to what guns. Cause sometimes you'd click yeah. on something and it's like, it just wouldn't work and not really sh- like, Oh, this is maybe a uh, extended mag for SMG. Like some of those small details weren't in there um, and kind of getting an idea for like, all right, well, what exactly does this gun do? <laughs> like, is it a, a semi-automatic or is it like a, um, is it a fully automatic gun? Like, is this actually a shotgun? Sometimes, like, oh shit, I'm using a shotgun. Uh, there's not like a lot of detail in terms of damage, fire rate, that sort of stuff that's in the game yet. So, um, yeah. that would be a bit. That was a little bit frustrating um, to sort of be like start a fight and be like, well, fuck, I've got a, a burst gun, <laughs> and then not realize you've got a burst gun. Um, 
So there was a lot of points where I would pick up a gun and like shoot at a wall to figure out what the fuck I was using. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's some, some more stuff on there they need to put on, like in terms of a bit more UI stuff. But otherwise, the PC inventory is, I think it's fine. Like it's super basic. It works well for what it needs to do. It's not overly complicated like PUBG where you got to try and figure out like, oh, how many fucking bullets do I need to drop to be able to pick up this next thing? Or or like, why am I like, oh, I can't drop this extended mag from my gun because I don't have enough room in my backpack. Like and this doesn't have any of that stuff in there. It's easy to strip weapons. Like you just basically press I think it's like G on the gun and it'll drop all the weapons like all the attachments on the ground you can pick them up really easily um, you can hold F to pick up everything like on the ground you don't have to just click it you can just hold it and it'll pick it all up just like some really smart I like gameplay ideas that they've put in there um, yeah the, the shooting feels pretty decent um, like there is bullet drop on there it seems like there are a lot of good uh, like you, you will need like a sniper rifle to for some of those games. Um, yeah, sniper rifles seem pretty OP at the moment, particularly yeah. because of the way armor works. Uh, and that is probably the biggest problem the game has. I would say is that armor is a bit busted. Um, mm-hmm. There are three types of armor. There's level one, two, and three, and each level sort of increases the amount of damage resistance that you can get or damage reduction. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's not like there's something about it in terms of you're basically shredding armor away from somebody so once you take away <clears throat> all their armor you hear like a you hear you hear a noise and also the indicator on your screen will change so it's not like PUBG where you shoot somebody and you don't really know if you've hit them unless you've seen the blood yeah. um, this one is like classic old school Call of Duty or classic Quake where you, you hit someone you know you can hear it and you'll see it on the screen you'll get those damage markers um, and then so when you shred the armor away you'll hear the noise and then you'll see the armor icon disappear and that's when you'll start really taking some some hits to that person now the problem here is um you've got an issue with like the risk reward factor because once you actually kill somebody you've now engaged with somebody in the game and you're taking damage they're taking damage you kill that person and all of a sudden you're you're like um you're in a position in the game where you're not as good as everybody else because you're not getting armor off that person anymore like in PUBG you could you could kill somebody go and loot their body and oh fuck this person has like level 3 armor I can now take that and all of a sudden like I'm in a better position than what I was like that does not happen in this game because you're you're shredding that person's armor you've got Mm. no armor now as you, you're fucked <laughs> like um and because the time to kill is so long when they've got that armor it's um yeah it's a big problem and i think they need to address that because that's going to be huge um you know what you know what i'm talking about right do i make i'm making sense yeah the return on investment for actually getting into a firefight isn't there unless you can fully ambush someone without taking any damage because you can't replace it like yeah, uh, it's you, gone you know, yeah it's it's utterly destroyed before you can get the yeah which they have already changed that i think it wasn't in there when we were playing no they said that in the post that they put up after the beta they were saying that they're making some changes to the way the armor works and that you will take damage while also uh while like while right. armor mitigates the damage so yeah, yeah. i think something closer to how um quake 3 does it yeah where like it might block two-thirds damage instead of 
whatever the fuck, like the full. And so you should be able to kill someone before level three armor is fully destroyed or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Because the problem is, is like, you, you'd, you'd finish that fight. A piece of armor, right? Yeah. And it's, it's, yeah, so you, it's not like, yeah, PUBG, you can damage a single piece and you can still walk away with a great chest piece. Or like a helmet or something like that. Yeah. One or the other. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because here what was happening was you'd lose or you'd win a fight and then you've got no armor. And so the next fight, you're yeah. kind of fucked. <laughs> yeah, you're at a severe disadvantage. Yeah. And yeah, it, it's, it's not encouraging people to fight at that stage because all you're getting out of them is armor or, sorry, or, or ammo or whatever gear they've got. And if you're geared up, then it's like, why am I fighting for? Like, what's the point? Um, so that was the biggest problem that I feel like the game had at that stage. So if they're going to change it, that's good because um, that, that needs to be addressed for sure. Um, yep. Something you and Nate were talking about last night was uh, percentage of hot drops. Oh, yeah. So they, there's like a bunch of stats in the game um, that you can actually look at. It's like how many wins you've got or how many kills, um, your accuracy, that sort of thing. And they're tracking hot drop percentage. Or, or hot drop uh, kill percentage as well. Um, so I'm not sure how they're working that out. I guess that's, yeah. <laughs> kills kills in the first minute or something? Yeah, something like that. Um, which is interesting. Interesting way of, like, more stats to, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's cool. Hmm. Um, but it's like one of those things where there aren't like a lot of named locations on the map and generally unless you're going to somebody or somewhere that is like a couple of houses on the map or something like that then you're going to be with usually another team or a couple of people um so yeah it's uh it's fun like that um Yeah, I mean, the shooting feels good. There, There's, like, bullet drop and that sort of stuff. As I said, it seems like sniper rifles, for endgame at least, is pretty important um, because trying to shoot some of those weapons on distance can be a bit flaky. Um, but I guess that's just, like, a thing of getting used to some of those guns. Um, there are rocket launchers, and <laughs> they're pretty good. They're, they're, they're funny. They, they're basically used for... Um, I've seen them used for close combat, and that's that's an interesting way of doing it but they're mainly there for things like um vehicles so there are like atvs or trucks um there are helicopters in the game which may sound overpowered but they can go down quite quickly um which is good it's like one rocket to kill one so yeah yeah Yeah. so that's good um yeah it's it's a lot of fun there are gadgets in the game you put like razor wire down on the floor which kind of stops people from getting to certain areas areas like grappling hooks that you can use to um traverse really quickly into certain places love the grappling hook. yeah it's a lot of fun it's got like a couple of uses in there um there are like trip mines so you can set up um like these mines on a surface and then you connect them to another mine and if someone walks in front of that it'll trigger them uh you can do that in terms of like just connecting two together you can connect three four five i don't like as many as i guess you've got seems like you can join them all in in one location so like nate and i had set up in an aircraft hangar and um, there wasn't many people left, maybe like 10. And we could hear people outside our door. And so I set up some mines on the door next to us. And they yep. either needed to come through that door or through the the hangar front door. And there was no reason for them to come through that way because we were on the edge of the circle. So they needed to come in through where we were. Um, 
and we were kind of watching behind us and also the aircraft door. That way, mm-hmm. if the explosion went off, we knew they were coming through that door anyway. Um, and they did. They ended up coming through, <laughs> opening that door and just blowing themselves up and, like, scaring shit out of them. Uh, so, we took out those guys. And, yeah, just, like, setting up traps is, is cool. Is a cool idea. Um, there are smoke grenades, cluster grenades, flashbangs or, or concussion grenades. I think they're the same thing. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, there's, like, a, a huge variety of weapons in there. It's... I had a lot of fun playing. Um, and I guess the big thing is like, and we've talked about a lot, like the PUBG in Australia is fucked. It's dead. Um, yeah. We were, I, I jumped in the night it launched. I think it was three o'clock in the morning or three 30. Um, I was playing with Cham Chong and we were getting games up until like, I went to bed at five 30 and we were not having any issues at all playing at that time. Yeah. Um, and this is, they think, think it was 80 people in a match um, that were playing. And every time that I tried to jump into a game the entire weekend, it was pretty much instant pops. Like, we jump in. It may not, like, I maybe have to wait a minute for the server to fill up because yeah. you jump in and there was like 30, 20 people in a match, but it would fill up pretty quickly. Um, and so, like, the entire weekend, I had no issues at all playing the game which was good uh, and their quick rounds I think they're like 25 minutes maybe 20 minutes yeah a pop and so yeah we got a couple like a bunch of wins um, that first night we were playing we ended up with a couple wins which is good um, I, I played some solo matches I had solos at one stage they had duos in there they were throwing in like different event modes um, like alright we're gonna do this mode here and it's all like SMGs or these types of weapons um, they were doing that sort of stuff they had like another type of event in the game at one stage which I didn't get a chance to check out um, like they were doing something within the game uh, which was cool like a really cool idea they um, I don't know what it was no I can't remember off the top of my head what it was I, I was I think I had something on that day and so I didn't get a chance to check it out um, but they've got like the zombie horde in the game as well where like they'll spawn um, chests and those chests will have higher ranked gear um, so that sometimes you'll come across a weapon and it's like it'll be yellow or gold and that yep. it's like got stuff on it already like it's kitted out with a stock uh, silencer extended magazine like it's already it's ready to go um, and I think that's kind of what they'll have in those crates I'm guessing right. or maybe like higher tier weapons like your rocket launchers or your um, grenade launchers I think we found a grenade launcher in one of them um so that's a really cool idea of like, all right, do I want to go and go for this crate? There's going to be zombies on fighting and then possibly alert people that are around me that I'm here and maybe they'll come and try and steal it. So, yeah, that's a cool idea. Um, but like otherwise, man, yeah, I am so fucking excited to play this when it comes out. Like I am back in on Call of Duty mm-hmm. multiplayer because yeah. they've done it so well. And that was the thing, right, is what what's going to happen when a AAA developer gets a hand of it? and tries their, their own take on on yeah. Battle Royale. And we've seen Epic, like, knock it out of the park with, with Fortnite. And now something a bit more a bit more hardcore, like Call of Duty, the Call of Duty brand, taking it on. And, yeah, they're killing it. They're smashing it. I think it's going to be huge. Fuck yeah. I'm pumped. I'm gutted that I missed out on it. I thought they extended it by a day. They extended it by 24 hours or something. And I thought that would mean that I'd actually get it shot of playing it but yeah 
I still did not. And it was like a proper beta, right? They were they were testing stuff. They were um, uh, like you you said they're they're like taking feedback on extremely well. Um, yeah. Like that first day, the beta went up, and the second day, like there were changes rolling out from there on. Like they they ended up implementing a kill cam at one stage. Like that wasn't in the game to start off with. So they were like rolling out features to see how the network would hold. Um, they upped the player count at one stage to 88, which is what this, they did on Xbox or, or the consoles at least. Um, the last two hours of the beta, they upped it to 100, which um, I guess they're going for that Fortnite PUBG number. So they've got data on that. Um, yeah, they were making they were making some changes as the game was going and like listening to what people were saying. So I've got a lot of confidence in in Treyarch to really smash this like really well like it's I feel like it's gonna put it's gonna eat a chunk out of the other Battle Royale games that are out yeah sweet 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 um I saw that Baz chucked a um a link to who's that German dude Battle Nonsense okay yeah he's uh he's done his comparison video and it's worse than PUBG and Fortnite but uh it can obviously get better yeah yeah I mean it's a it's also a beta we don't know if they're running things yeah like what they're doing did he like did he try try during the 100 person period or yeah it's hard to say like I think it's too early to to look at those numbers like we have to uh, yeah. wait like I mean I, I understand why he did it but um yeah like and it didn't feel it like for me it didn't feel like oh man <laughs> like the amount of times in fucking um PUBG or even I I see it a lot in Battlefield where I feel like I'm getting killed behind a wall um I never had any of that problem in Call, like Call of Duty and I guess it's because the time to kill is so long as well um whereas if I've been killed behind a wall it's because I've taken so much damage outside of the wall anyway um so yeah I think for me the biggest the, the sound is a bit shit at the moment um they need to address that with the they armor already did. that's another one of the things that they talked about fixing up yeah I mean it's not too bad it's just sometimes it can be a bit difficult to get an idea of if someone's above you or below you um but by the end of the weekend I had a pretty good idea um of sort of how sound was working but it needs to be tweaked quite a lot um but yeah like sound so, armor is the two yeah, big ones jb posted in our discord the, the link to the thing so yeah they talked about armor audio adjustments uh, inventory and item management is something they're going to continue to address uh console players ask for an option in the settings to to speed up uh to instantly pick up items but they have like sped up the rate at which you generally pick up items. They just want to balance it so you don't actually accidentally pick something up while you're trying to reload or something. I think that's console only. Yeah, because what happens at the moment, if you pick up, um, say, like an extended mag from the ground, it will auto-equip to the gun you've got. Yeah. Or scopes or that sort of thing. So maybe that's what they're talking about. Um, Xbox One performance, they're improving that as well. They got some stats from the beta. I'll read them out. Uh, Players eradicated... 7.5 7.5 million zombies over the course of the beta. Squad mates were revived 26 million times. Uh, 3.3 billion items were picked up. 
Uh, over 64 million stashes were spawned. Uh, longest combat axe kill distance was 213 meters. Yeah, cool. That's insane. Uh, and players managed to eliminate 123 people with a basketball. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how. Uh, yeah, you take crazy. damage on the basketball. I think it's something that's, low, but that's, that's impressive. Um, most kills by uh, an individual player in solos was 25, in duos, 29, in quads, 25. Most kills by a team in duos, 32, and quads, 38. Not bad. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, I guess, the, yeah, the huge difference is the game is so much quicker than... Um, than your PUBG uh, it's because it's like you can heal on the move um, the time to heal is is quite short uh, you can pop off like a 25 heal in a matter of 2 or 3 seconds um, you can revive players in 2 or 3 seconds like the part the, the pace of it is super quick but it's still got that PUBG feel about it of like getting into really good heals or like good positions um, if yeah. you want you can go prone in grass and play that way um, I think, yeah, I think it's going to be big. I think it's going to be, it's like, I've been reading a lot of the stuff on the PUBG Reddit. Um, there were a lot of negative feedback on there, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. they, they don't think it's going to eat a chunk out of their game. And I think they're going to be wrong. I, I think it's going to, no matter which way you look at it, like people are going to switch to this game. Um, yeah. I don't think it's going to be the other way around. Like it's just, that, that doesn't make any sense. Right. Uh, no, absolutely not. I mean, yeah, like it's insane to think that it's not going to impact PUBG at all. Uh, like everything's impacting PUBG. Uh, people are crying out. Like I wouldn't be surprised if PUBG can still expect to see people coming back, uh, like switching between the two. Yeah. But the idea that it will like have no impact is just insane. Yeah. It's- Super naive, and the same thing with with whatever EA is doing with uh, Battlefield Five. I, I think that the same thing will happen. Call of Duty and PUBG will also get a chunk taken out of their player base because people will switch. Yeah, that's just the way things work. I mean, PUBG is still going to be very popular, um, but like they're they're not as popular as what they were at the start of this year. They've dropped like what half their numbers already. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think as the game continues, if something's not done about a lot of the bugs that's in that game, like you're talking about a year, like how year and a half on, and just basic shit like you can't hot drop in PUBG because like weapons don't spawn, yeah. <laughs> like shit like that, and that's the like not a problem in Call of Duty. It's just not yeah. existent, and like just basic stuff like that has just been not being looked at or fixed, and this matchmaking problem that's five months on still not fixed it's like that is the sort of problem like the things that are killing that community um and not not addressing them is it's Did I see bleeding that players going to address the matchmaking thing sometime soon or something yeah it should be going into the test server uh this week like a new form of of matchmaking but uh, i've looked into what they're doing is they're putting map selection back in uh in terms of you'll be able to individually pick what map you want to play Right. Um, so if at the moment it's like mini royale or normal royale and normal is like Erangel and Miramar and the mini is Sanok and uh, what they're doing they're splitting that up even further so you'll be able to choose your map individually 
which okay. is I think is still fucked. <laughs> like I, like personally, I've been pretty vocal against it. I don't think you should be able to choose your map. Fuck it. It like yeah, you should just pick fucking play and play. Um, so now they're splitting it into four queues. It looks like. Um, sorry, no, it'll be three queues, but the there's a quick play and the wording on that was it'll put you into the game with the lowest queue so it's always going to be the most popular map from what i can understand i don't know i just don't think that i don't think it's going to fix it whatever they're doing i do not have confidence in them because of the other way they've handled some of the other other things so yeah we'll see um, but yeah, I'm interested to see if some of the pro teams switch to Call of Duty anyway, because I saw a lot of pro players playing, um, a lot of PUBG players in Australia, at least playing Call of Duty and enjoying it quite a lot. I was living vicariously through fucking highlights on Twitter. Uh, I saw, uh, critical, hmm. critical motion for the, the Chiefs player. Yep. Having a lot of fun with it. And he got some fucking stellar shit. He got a, I think he got a fucking like two banger like two kills one shot yeah I saw that one that's fucking awesome mm. that's so good <laughs> you'd be so upset actually he had a really good one in um, the throwdown comp did you see that one he had like a fucking um, plinked plinked another player while they were driving away uh, at like easily four to five hundred meters right uh, it was fucking amazing it was really good yeah um, but yeah anyway uh, awesome stuff I'm very excited for when it comes out I very nearly uh, jumped on a Call of Duty trip but I have timing conflicts I've got other shit on at the same time yeah. which is shitastic otherwise I'd totally be there cool yeah alright um, moving on Red Dead Redemption 2 Oh boy, um, this is going to make you jealous because you haven't seen it yet. But you'll be going after this. Uh, yeah, I had a chance to check out two hours of the game um, a little while back, and so now we can talk about it. Uh, I think this is going to be game of the year. Um, like, <laughs> I, I guess there's. Um, God of War is the big one that is... Um, that's the one that I'm thinking, yeah. That's really going to give it some competition. Um, but they are two very different games. Like, God of War did the thing of of taking, like, an action game uh, and sort of putting it in this open world, but not really an open world. Like, it, it sort of misdirects you a little bit in some cases. Um, but this Red Dead Redemption 2, it's insane. Like, it is... It is like they've built it from basically the ground up on next gen consoles, but they they've got so many systems in place of like it's doing that thing like Zelda did, where like here's a bunch of systems, um, we're gonna put them in the game and let you play with them and see what happens. My my problem with Zelda was though is that the story was not very good, um, and it was like just a bunch of puzzles and mini games sort of things and it was yep. the systems that were really good like oh I just did this cool thing but it was some of the stuff around it was like uh, not that great um, this is sort of taking that idea of putting a bunch of systems in there but also doing like the rock star thing of we're going to tell an awesome story we're going to have some um, some great like gun combat and 
awesome world building and like all the things you kind of expect from a rockstar game but like have these little intricate systems that sort of mesh with each other um and i think that's what's really going to set it apart from some of the other games this year because oh my god it is it it blew my mind um playing this game so yeah really yeah, just like the things you do in the world, like just the random stuff that you can kind of encounter. Um, there was a lot of that in sort of Red Dead where you'd be wandering around and come up against like a stranger or something like that. And that's not really like a like systems that are in there. Um, I'm talking about like <laughs> walking along a road and starting a fight with two other people that are on a horse, murdering them, hiding their bodies off the road so that nobody finds them like if somebody else came along uh, and they're like what the fuck are you doing which is something that happened in my game um and then going into a town and people being like hey why is there blood on your shirt like that type of thing and then getting a bit like oh this guy seems a bit dodgy like why has he got blood in his shirt why has he got bullet holes all over him (laughs) like that sort of thing right um yeah just uh just all these really tight systems that are affecting the world and how sort of people perceive you um anyway so it's it's basically a it's like a prequel right it's based off of the first game was well, Red, Red Dead Redemption was John Marston and sort of him um trying to get out of his old gang and and that sort of thing this one instead you're playing as Arthur Morgan and he is like in the midst of this gang um who John was also a part of at the time and it's sort of like the height of the era where all the sheriffs and all the police are trying to get rid of like they're sort of whittling down all these rogue gang members and um and they're trying like his gang is sort of like one of the last remaining that are going around and they're really struggling to sort of keep keep like their head above water and go about sort of still doing what they're doing so um yeah it's basically about you trying to survive and going out and doing these these different tasks in the world so what i saw to kick things off was and i think it was in the first trailer that they dropped um you're doing a like a train robbery um and so the 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 game opens up and they're showing us and it's in 4k this is like the first 4k build they've shown and it looks fucking outstanding like it's gorgeous um like the environments extremely detailed everything looks like it's got this style about it like this cinematic style that they're, they're showing off it looks amazing uh and anyway so they're showing this storytelling like these people talking to each other and whatnot and he's like, oh, yeah, this isn't actually a cutscene. This is just like, <laughs> this is a button you can press and it takes you into like the cinematic experience. And and uh, GTA had something and some of their other games have done something similar. Like, like you press the camera view and you can sort oh, of yeah. drive around and um, yeah, yeah. it shows you like different camera angles and whatnot. They've done that, but it, it yeah, it looks it's something about it that they've really paid attention to the way cameras work and sort of like what you see that in cinema um, and put it into this game. Uh, yeah, and it, lit, it, like, it looked like a cinematic thing that I was watching, um, just the way the camera was moving and like the different angles and whatnot. And it's like, no, that's just something you can trigger and it'll happen in the game. And it looks sick. Um, 
So anyway, we start off and you, you're kind of getting an idea of what's going down for this bank, uh, sorry, this train robbery. And uh, obviously things don't go to plan. You're, you're trying to um, like derail the train. And for whatever reason, the dynamite doesn't go off. And then it's like, well, shit, we've got to try and get on this train. So then you end up basically jumping on top of it and working your way through the carriages and um, trying to basically stop this train so that you can... Uh, steal all the stuff that's in it that you want. You're like you're looking for some some bonds, and um, and so that that's the kind of the first instance where they showed off some of the dead eye dead eye returns, um, which is where you trigger this ability. Time sort of slows down, and you can quickly paint your target uh, or multiple targets. You hit the button, and it sort of like really extremely quickly shoots all the, the things you've painted um it sounds like they're going to have some different abilities or different ways that dead dead eye can interact right. uh didn't really see much of that but that's what i'm sort of getting <laughs> getting a vibe for um yeah and so basically you, this train sort of gets um gets pulled over eventually you end up um uh, sort of like locking down a couple of the guards that are in there and you're like trying to convince them to come out and eventually they end up opening the door after you blow one of the hatches open they come out um, you end up going into this uh, like carriage and it's just detailed like hell like there's so much detail going on in this carriage you're looking through um, through this carriage picking up items uh, eventually you find some bonds you leave and then like your tasks with what do I do with the guards? Um, and there's some choice in there. Like, do you want to kill them or do you want to set them free? Um, and so they've introduced choice into the game where that will affect things that happen later on, um, which is something that hasn't really, we've seen in some of their other games, um, which should be quite interesting. And so for that case, you can kind of like Dutch is kind of like, oh, look, look, you deal with them. We're going ahead. We'll see, see you later. And then you've got that choice of, all right, do you want to kill them or let them go? And maybe something later on will happen. Either way, it's like, it, it seems like people are going to have different experiences depending on the way they play the game, um, which should be cool. Uh, and then so, yeah, that kind of plays out and they jumped forward in time slightly. Um, and then we got, I got a chance to to jump in and play it and and as i was saying like the first moment that i they were just kind of like hey just you can ride around if you want and check out some of the systems and that's what i was doing i was like on a dirt road um some people were coming towards me i accidentally <laughs> rode into them which they were not happy about and so i started <laughs> a gunfight with them um Good. i killed both of them and then had to hide their bodies in the um in like a bush and as i was like dragging one of the bodies away another dude <laughs> came along and he's like hey what's going on here uh and there are some uh there are some voice like some interactions you can do with people and this is yeah. like this is like another thing of like getting the games they've made in the past and like bringing in elements from that and you've got yeah. like antagonize and diffuse which is something similar from like your um la noir where it was like oh, yeah. you have all these different choices in there they didn't say like didn't, they didn't tell me this but that's like the vibe that i'm getting from from some of that stuff and so you can um you can basically try and diffuse the situation from this guy that was walking up and being like hey mate just keep walking along you don't want to you don't want any of this stuff and so he was like oh okay see you later <laughs> I, I think it was like a, oh 
these bodies were already here. I'm just trying to move them out of the way type thing. And he just kind of kept walking. Um, so then I moved the bodies off the road. Um, I went hunting for some, for some animals. Basically, you can skin them and then you put them on the back of your horse. And then also I put the body on the back of my horse. And if you leave them on there too long, it'll attract flies. Um, it'll get rotten. It can make you like your horse sick. Um, it does that sort of stuff. So then I went into town. What? I sold the meat to the butcher. Um, I sold some of the parts of the, um, the actual animal. To the, to the to one of the guys made some money off of that um, I went into the town it was called Valentine and it's basically like a, um, a livestock town there there are all these different towns in the world and and they sort of behave differently depending on what they do um, and so yeah I'm in this town and there are like it's there's people walking all over the place there's like kids selling newspapers and like the newspapers will have things in there that that maybe you've affected in the world. You can read them. Um, there are, there was like a, there's different shops in the world. You go into the shop and it's like decked out in terms of a shop where you can walk around, pick up items, look at them. Um, you can like put them in your hand, move them around, inspect them. Like everything is interactable with. You don't just have to go up to the shop to keep up and be like, show me all your things. You can actually walk around the shop and pick them up yourself. Um, I accidentally walked behind the counter and he was not impressed by that. Um, <laughs> he was like, you need to leave. So, all right, dude, chill out. So then I go back in the street. Um, I run into like one of the strangers um, and he kind of gives me a mission. So strangers in the world are sort of like side quests. Uh, people will remember them from the first game, but uh, they're, they're returning. Um, I end up uh, like just playing around with systems and trying to get an idea of what was going on. So I found a dude on the main street. I uh, gave him a bit of grief using that, that antagonized system. We started a fisticuffs fight in the middle of the street. The street. So like a punch up, um, awesome. I knocked the shit out of him. He fucking fell to the ground. Somebody witnessed that <laughs> and uh, they went and told the sheriff uh, of the town. I didn't get to the guy in time to sort of like bribe him off or like be like, hey, don't do that. You don't want to do that. I'll cause some trouble. Um, so then the sheriff ended up coming over. Uh, he was like basically telling me to leave and I accidentally antagonized him. Uh, I may have run my horse into him and that kind of pissed him off. <laughs> and then so he started like a gunfight with me. And so now I'm in the middle of this street with the gunfight with the sheriff. And yeah, all, sh all shit breaks loose. I start fucking like, killing everybody in this town. And uh, so there's like a wanted level that comes up. I end up uh, not being in a really good situation. I get on my horse. I leave. Like, they're chasing me, and I'm, like, shooting at guys as they're, like, on my horse. Uh, sorry, as I'm on my horse, like, looking behind me, shooting shooting them. Um, and then I eventually lose them. There's, like, an indicator on the map that shows you, like, a radius of, like, don't go into this area. This is kind of where they're looking at you, looking for you. Um, so, like, in, in GTA, it's kind of, like, you can see on the map the police and where they are i guess in this one it's like this is the area they're going to be looking for you at and uh kind of stay away from that part um right. okay yes yeah, so that's really cool there are um from there on i went and went to my base camp so you'll be you'll have like a base camp for your gang and it'll be sort of you'll be able to move it around during the game to different areas. And this is kind of where everybody is sort of situated. You can go and talk to everybody. You'll be getting missions from there. Um, and so I ended up going back to this one and triggering another mission. 
uh, which was which was basically going to we had this guy tied up um and you're looking for for someone and you end up going to a cabin sorry a cabin and um and this is where they introduce some of the stealth gameplay there will be um ways that you can approach the missions in terms of you don't don't have to go in gun blazing you can go in and uh sneakily work your way through and so we get there and there are i think there were four of us at that stage there was me, two gang members, and the guy that we was that we had with us that was like showing us where we should be going, and I was able to um, sort of like tell my gang members to be like, "All right, you go get this guy over here, and I'll go kill this guy," and you could sort of give them tasks to go and do. Um, and so we were kind of waking, making our way through this camp, and silently getting rid of people, like picking them off, and then. Um, yeah, and then I started a firefight with some of them. And yeah, it was really cool, like seeing the different ways you can kind of approach some of these missions. It's just not like going in guns blazing and whatnot. Um, you sort of like, you can go to your horse who is <laughs> like a walking inventory chest and you can equip different types of um, weapons. Like if you want to go in silently, it's like, all right, I'm going to go equip some throwing knives and use them. Right. Uh and it's that thing of like everything that you've got on you you'll be able to see on your character so you can't just pick up everything in the world and run around with it like you got to really manage what you want in the game um so that was really cool like sort of just figuring out the um it it was that max Payne thing max Payne did something very similar of like all right here's the kind of three or four things you can carry and you'll be able to see that stuff on your body like the shotgun will be on your back and and that sort of thing yeah it was cool um you can loot people people have like valuables you can pick up and you trade and sell um what else is there oh some other big stuff the game will be able to play in first person entirely in first person as well as third i thought that was pretty fucking big um that is something that they introduced in gta on pc yeah which i played and it was amazing so this will be off the bat you'll be able to play it in first person um which looks again (laughs) amazing uh you'll be able to bond with your horse i talked about like getting it like you don't want to get sick sorry there's more than one horse as well that you'll be able to like stable a bunch of them um i was standing next to my horse when i decided to shoot one of these animals and the horse got a bit spooked and so you got to like calm it down uh you can like brush your horse so it doesn't get dirty um you ha- yeah you have to maintain it there are yeah there are like the horse is really easy to maneuver yeah but at the same time it's that thing of like i was talking about it in um spider-man a couple weeks back of like oh yeah the traversal in that game like swinging is really easy to figure out but as you continue to play the game you start to learn really complex maneuvers like how to really get around the the city really quickly and you'll unlock things and like it seems basic to start off with but it gets really complicated this is sort of similar with the horses in red dead redemption 2 where it's really easy to work out like how to get from point a to point b but they've got all these other things in there these like maneuvers that you can do on this horse um which will really affect later on in the game how you get around certain situations so you can like sidestep um 
like the horse, like quick turns. Um, there's all these different things that the guys were showing me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that is crazy. So it's not just like you gallop and that is it. Um, you'll be able to really do some cool stuff with the horse, which is a lot of fun. Um, there's like dynamic weather. Like at one stage, it got really cloudy um, and rainy, which was really cool. We were running around the snow at one stage early on in the game and like the way the horses were interacting with the snow looked really fucking cool um it's gonna give i feel like uh god of war <laughs> some run for its money in that snow bit you know like you, you get to the yeah. top of that tower the mountain and you yeah. sort of like the footprints yeah it's gonna give some <laughs> it's gonna give that some challenge um you can like dress up your player um there there's like a wardrobe you can go into you can customize the look of him. You can get haircuts. You can't grow facial hair. Sorry, you can't grow back facial hair. It basically grows back while you're playing the game. It's not like, oh, I want to have a beard. And you go into the wardrobe and now all of a sudden you've got a beard. It's like, no, you need to actually grow a beard. Um, or the same way like getting your hair cut. It's like you can only remove hair from yourself. You can't add hair. So that's something I thought was quite interesting, the way it worked. Um, there will be... <laughs> there is like a stamina mechanic and stamina system and like the types of food you eat will affect your weight and then that will affect like other attributes in the game so you like what? you can become a fat dude <laughs> run around. seriously yeah um, like san andreas <laughs> amazing yep yep there's a lot going on on this game it's just um there's like crafting systems that you can go in and do. I, I didn't get a chance to play too much with that, but it's definitely in there. Um, yeah, there's just so many different like systems in play and how they interact with each other and sort of like how that affects the world as you run around. Um, this was like, I was not expecting this much detail in it. Like you kind of... Like GTA wasn't like this, right? It was like you go from mission to mission. There's all these cool little bits and pieces in there, but otherwise it was a really solid game with um, a lot of cool stuff. This one is like, all right, today we're going to go hunting. Like they've, they've completely revamped the hunting. Like you track animals and you've got to use like there's certain bits of bait you can use. And like if you shoot the animal in the wrong spot, you'll damage its coat and it won't, you won't be able to sell it as much or you might not be able what? to sell it at all. And then what? like the whole thing of like, oh, you have to put it on the back of your, your horse and carry it around with you and maybe you'll lose it or, or someone will kind of try and rob you. Oh my God. <laughs> Just like, oh my goodness. Um, yeah, man, it is insane. I can, what about how all this is going to play into fucking Red Dead Online as well? Holy fuck. So, yeah, that's something they announced today. Um, I didn't yeah. get any information about that. I jokingly asked them about Battle Royale. I was like, oh, you guys going to have fun with your Battle Royale mode then? And they're like, yeah, yeah it'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, the vibe I get in terms of online, it'll be pretty similar to gta gta online yeah yeah, yeah that, that's kind of what i'm i'm getting we still at. have to play that by the way i still really want to play that i've still got it installed and i'm very keen to do a heist mm. what you do it yeah and, and that's i feel like that's um yeah like gta online had those cool systems in there of being like all right you, you're earning money you're buying like houses and doing them up and whatnot and now I'm thinking like, all right, you've got all these cool systems in this game, like being able to rob people and steal their stuff. Like that sounds so cool in like a, in a fucking cowboy game, like a Western game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. 
Yeah. They, um, I asked if I could see the map, um, which they were more than happy to show me. <laughs> I didn't think they were going to do that. Oh, yeah. uh, the game looks pretty big. Uh, yeah. They are telling me it is the biggest game they've ever created in terms of scale. Sweet. So that was cool. Um, I did not get... It, it was grayed out in terms of the places they went to. Like, it was not explored. But um, the places we had gone to, it was quite significant. Um, there was a lot going on there. Because it's it does that thing of, like, when you go from one place to another and you're talking to the other people, it does that really cool... Um, you know the rock star thing of like you're going to get a bunch of information out of these people um, oh, yeah. they do that but this time as well you'll be able to talk to people individually uh, and trigger conversations with them because sometimes you might not just be writing with one or two people they could be more than that and um, right. so you'll be able to select who you want to talk to to sort of trigger those those okay. story beats which is cool um, and so they kind of as we were walking through like to the next objective you, you trigger that cinematic moment and you sort of just sit back and um, the horse will sort of follow the person in front of you and you get these cool camera shots. Um, yeah, and then that was the point where I was like, oh, can I see where I've been? Like, how far do we kind of travel? Because it was like a minute or two of listening to people talk. Um, but then you kind of get an idea of how far you've gone. And yeah, the world looks enormous. It looks massive. Um, and they were like, hey, the, the train sequence that we saw you like this is where we are at the moment and that's where it was when we're looking at it like the snowy mountains up there like you can go there it's that that skyrim thing of like if you can see it you can go to it um so yeah it looks awesome there um there is a lot going on here that uh looks super impressive and in 4k it looks amazing the only thing i will add as a negative is that it was a little framey um at the same time it is a preview build so that is stuff that we see all of the time and we usually don't bring it up but because i don't have anything negative to say <laughs> that's all i can really say is like be cautious we don't know what the frame like frame rate will be like but yeah usually they fix that sort of stuff right so oh yeah yeah it wouldn't it wouldn't be close to optimized no yeah. and they were saying it was the first built like the first 4k build they've they've shown off so yeah. um otherwise that was very extremely minute in terms of anything negative to say about it because it looked um everything they showed off i was like i don't know my mind is just exploding right now um and that stuff doesn't happen often like it's there are v- small amounts of games where i walk away and i'm like holy shit that is nuts like the cyberpunk stuff was one of them recently yeah. yep and for the fact that this is out so soon like it's out in six weeks <laughs> or five weeks i think by the time um yeah yeah that looks sick you've got any questions at all uh <laughs> no man i mean i can't i just i'm just so fucking pumped to go check it out i mean yeah i can't think of any questions i'm i feel overwhelmed yeah there's a lot uh, <laughs> i'm sure when you check it out later you'll be like all right fair enough um like in my demo there were smoke stats maybe this is what you should go do there were like smoke stacks that I could see and I didn't go check them out um, so maybe go do one of them and see what that's all about Fuck but, yeah. but it seems like that that cool thing of having all these dynamic things happen to you in the world and like alright do you want to play this as a fucking outlaw 
cowboy or, you know, this badass dude? Or do you want to play by the rules and sort of redeem yourself? Um, and sort of how that will affect the world and what goes around, around uh, along around you. Like, what happens if I murder all these people in this town? Um, <laughs> like, uh, apparently they put yeah. bounties up and people will come fucking hunt you down. Sick. Um, and if you want to pay off your bounty, you kind of go, like, to the train station and pay off like the bounty that way but like what if you don't do that and the entire time you're just an outlaw um i'm curious to see how all that stuff sort of plays out so yeah it looks pretty good looks all right yeah yeah Yeah. pretty good oh man holy shit uh just uh yeah hiding bodies and shit and threatening people it sounds fucking bananas sounds like out of control um yeah like fucking yeah and just the detail of it like being able to go into shops and walk around shit and the hunting shit and yeah holy fuck yeah yeah the horse stuff was interesting because i didn't like (laughs) like hey here's all the things you can do with your horse and like different ways you can move maneuver around the world um Uh, yeah like apparently that will become important or you know help you be better at the game i guess because you'll be able to outrun some of these guys later on um Mm. yeah it looks uh looks very good i don't think uh people hopefully shouldn't be too disappointed like from what we haven't seen a lot of it but from what i've seen i'm like oh my goodness unless they fuck something up really badly like maybe the story just sucks and (laughs) it's the same thing over and over again Right. Uh, but otherwise that's dramatically unlikely though yeah I mean that's not like Rockstar um, the other thing is this is not a Rockstar like North game or a Rockstar um, is Rockstar like New York or stuff like that it, this is like their collaboration everybody's working on this one yeah which kind of explains why they haven't done anything for five years um, <laughs> yeah yeah because they're busy making the biggest game of all time yeah it certainly looks yeah. like it but yeah man it looks amazing like the the graphics the the just the look of it alone is like oh my goodness <laughs> this looks so cool uh when this game comes out on pc it's gonna look even more outstanding and i don't understand how it could do that but it's going to fuck yes ah uh, cool two hours two hours baby yeah yeah so they they kind of played the first train sequence to s- sort of show it how it looks like show when off. Yeah. yeah not an idiot plays <laughs> right and then they were like all right do you want to play now and i'm like what <laughs> uh yeah i will play um because yeah I, I i've talked to you about this to you but like i was interested to see how rockstar was going to handle um their presentation of games because they haven't done yeah. one for so long and uh since then you've had like streamers come along and influencers and and like the market has changed um and i assume they weren't letting people record i didn't ask them but i assume that's usually a no <laughs> uh I don't, I don't know about audio i didn't record audio but like yeah they that was it was classic rockstar it was it was like your very own e3 presentation of like all right we're going to sit with you and you alone um in this room one person's going to play it and the other person's going to talk to you about the game and that sort of thing uh like classic rockstar every time i've been to a preview for them for the last 10 years that's the way they've always done it i think you and i did a 
preview once together and that's the only time it's ever been like more than one person yeah um i think it was like la noir or something like that i can't really yeah, remember um but like yeah like max Payne was like by my by myself i think i did a, an la noir by myself as well at some stage but yeah it was classic rock star of like you feel fucking special when you're sitting there by yourself and <laughs> they're talking to you directly and you know it's not like e3 where you can't sort of e3 is like them someone talking to like a room of people and you can't yeah. really ask questions because they're on script and sometimes yeah. they'll go off it a little bit but but generally it's you sitting there listening whereas this they is like two hours times yeah. that they need to hit and like yeah markers they've got to hit and the, you know the big biggest bosses of all are just in the next room or they might even be in the room with them at the time and all this kind of shit and you're like this is that like by the end of E3, they will be able to do this presentation in their fucking sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it's not like the thing if we've got six stations set up and it's ten minutes yeah. of gameplay, and there's not there's like no developer or no there's no one from the company there representing it. Um, yeah. So yeah, the, like Rockstar is very particular about the way they show off their games, and they do it very yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be big. I feel like it's going to be huge, this this one, from what I've seen. Yep. Hell yes. All right. Hell yes. Um, some more Call of Duty details. Okay. Um, Black Ops 4. Um, the, the launch of Call of Duty Black Ops 4 is just the beginning. Is what Treyarch put out. Like just, uh, I got a link. I got sent a link to it, um, and they're bringing out a bunch of stuff. Um, so many places that we want to go to with Blackout the map and gameplay rules that you experience at launch, just the beginning. So it sounds like extra maps. Uh, we'll continue to support the community with map updates, expansions, and new Blackout modes for everyone. No idea what that means, but uh, I hope it's good. Yeah, I'm pumped. Cool. Anyway, um, yeah, overall, fantastic. I'm fucking pumped. Two mm. hours. Two hours left before I can play it. I'm, <laughs> I'm not thinking about anything else at this point. Yeah. I'm just locked in. I can't fucking wait. It's going to be fucking amazing. Mm. Ah! Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Cool. Should we just... Uh, October 28th? That's so fucking close. Ugh. That's just, you did not hear me guessing just then. Um, <laughs> October 26th, so yeah, around then. Yep, it's oh, very soon. Sweet. I don't know if there'll be a, um, I feel like they're probably going to release a trailer or something, or maybe one of those um, videos that we're doing. Uh, I don't know. I don't actually know. So I feel like they'll probably do something to, to coincide with this preview release. Um, so yeah, there could be some more details out that I don't know about, but we'll see. Mm. Anyway, that'll be out by the time you hear this because we I definitely can't post this early. <laughs> this will be going uh, up. Yeah. Yeah, afterwards. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. Um all right, so just news. All right, news. News, news, news. I've got here the PlayStation Classic Mini. This was announced yesterday. This uh, went on pre order at nine AM or nine oh three apparently, uh today. Uh and I was pretty close to pre-ordering it. I love my PlayStation. Uh, it was, yeah, it was, a, it was a good console. But um, I didn't pull the trigger 
because they haven't announced what games. There's going to be 20 games, mm. but they haven't announced what the games are yet. So I am holding off. Uh, it may be, I might be making a mistake that might like it might have already sold out and I've goofed, but I refuse to jump in unless I know what games I'm getting. Is uh, it weird that they're not announcing? So I guess they just haven't fucking confirmed them all. It'll be like Crash Bandicoot, right? For sure. Stuff like that. Um, what are the, what are they announced so far? Final Fantasy VII Jumping Flash. Final Fantasy VII, that's huge. Uh, Ridge Racer Type Four, Tekken Three, and Wild Arms. Wild Arms is pretty good. Never really enjoy, but I think I like Tekken Two more than Tekken Three. Never really enjoyed the Ridge Racer games. I have no idea what the fuck Jumping Flash is. And yes, obviously, Final Fantasy VII is amazing, but I'm not buying a. I'm not spending 250 fucking bucks or whatever the fuck it costs, 150 bucks for a console to play Final Fantasy VII. That's insane. Uh, I need to know more. I need to know what else there is. Bushido Blade would make it an instant buy for me, mm-hmm. or Metal Gear Solid 1 would make it an instant buy for me, but without details on either of those two. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Bubsy 3D. Hey, everyone loves a bit of Bubsy 3D. Hmm. Um, yeah, no, I've got no idea. Um, yeah. What do you think, Luke? Thoughts? Um, I never had an original PlayStation, so I'm good. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, yeah, I'm sure I, I can understand why people are excited. I, I feel like I was hearing the price was a bit expensive. A lot of people uh, weren't happy about that. Yeah, I guess. Um, but yeah, hmm. I don't know. Like it is what it is, right? Like it's a classic console. They're they're always pretty expensive. I mean, I guess we run into the the same problem that I had with the NES Mini, right? Or the SNES Mini, or whatever the fuck. Like I could literally build you one cheaper for with a Raspberry Pi probably put something together to play literally every fucking PlayStation game for 50 bucks. Um, I don't know if the Pi would crank out the power required for a PlayStation like PS1 because it's always been notoriously difficult to emulate. But I'm pretty sure the emulator is pretty close to being good enough these days. Yeah. Um, I got, yeah, I don't know. It's just a bit more difficult than the old... SNES emulator which will run literally on a phone uh, I think there might be a PlayStation emulator on the phone if there is then too easy baby do it, do it. Um, yeah and then you can just always only play Bushido Blade yeah 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 cool um, what else yeah I don't know that's about it um, it's approximately 45% smaller than the original PlayStation Fair enough. Um, plays in 480p or 720p. Hmm. And, yeah. I guess that's it. Comes with a HDMI cable. Um, two controllers. Local multiplayer. Cool. See, it's got two controller ports, so you could always... Un- like, you could do the... Plug the controller into the second port so you can fight Psychomantis. Yeah. In MGS, I don't know. Anyway, um, it's a cool idea, but yeah, I don't know if it's going to be worth it until I know what games are on it. Um, 
What's the next piece of news? Alan Wake TV show in production. Yeah. Uh, so Remedy um, announced this, that they're developing a TV show uh, for the Alan Wake IP. Um, it's going to be created by Peter Colloway, who has or who was a producer or is a producer on Legion. Um, also wrote a couple episodes on there and is also working on Cloak and Dagger at the moment, uh, who wrote some of the episodes on that. So, yeah, I believe Sam Lake will be also a producer on this. Um, this is not like a, a solid. This is exa- this is happening. This is like a they're working on production, so it's uh, it may not come to fruition. Who knows? Um, I guess they'll be looking for a network to try and sell it to at some stage. I feel like a uh, like a maybe a Netflix would be a good place to start. I oh, yeah. I don't know if this would play out on a proper network other than like where's legion these days um is that fx fx yeah i think yeah pretty sure because legion is pretty weird <laughs> in terms for a tv show um i feel like alan wake would be quite similar yeah true yeah so i don't know man whether or not this thing takes off the ground would be interesting to see i saw a lot of people passing it off as it's going to be like oh this is happening it's like no this is not happening they are starting production on it um it may not make it so i guess we'll see but yeah man i i'm excited um i've been watching twin peaks recently i've not seen it before right um and i guess alan wake was based heavily off twin peaks yeah shows like that um, yep. Lost as well was another big one. So, yeah, I've been watching Twin Peaks. It's all right. I'm waiting for it to so get a bit slow. weird. I, oh, my God, man. I find Twin Peaks to be just fucking so slow. Did you watch the whole thing? No, because it was too boring. Right. I'm watching like, the, I'm like the last episode of the first season. And, um, yeah, I thought it got weird. Nothing weird's happened yet. So maybe it's the second season where weird shit happens. Cool. We'll see. Anyway. Um, yeah, so I don't know. That, that could be interesting. Alan Wake, I liked a lot. Um, who would be your... Who, who would you get to play Alan Wake? Do you have anyone um, in particular? Hmm. No. Would it be someone young or would you go for someone older? Like middle-aged John Hamm. That'd be interesting. All right, yeah. He'd be a good... John Hamm seems to play everything. That's that's why I like it. Um, Yeah, who are you thinking? Uh, I went with Matthew Fox just because he was originally supposed to do it. Yeah. He was supposed to do it, was he? Yeah. Yeah. When? Back in the day. um, Really? Yeah, I think this is fucking fair enough to talk about. Yeah, I I had heard that um, they were going to do an Alan Wake movie at one stage. Yeah. And they had spoken to Matthew Fox about it. Right. This is is, um, a very long time ago, so, yeah. Um, Yeah, okay. Uh, I I just don't see you. Matthew Fox, to be honest, as Alan Wake. Like, it just doesn't really fit for me. So, I guess the reasoning behind that was that, like, the the series or the Alan Wake was heavily based off of Lost as well. Lost. And they were yeah. huge fans of that. And yeah. so, they were trying to do this whole, um, like, cross-medium thing. And, uh, like, by releasing the game and, and also looking at 
um, I guess, a movie as well. And they must yeah. have had Matthew Fox in mind. I don't know, I mean, that's just what I was told from a very credible source. <laughs> Extremely yeah. credible. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I know. You, I now remember what you're talking about, but um, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, anyway. just don't, I just don't see it. Cool. Um, yeah, cool. All right. That was the news. That's all we put on it. Put down. Nice. Well, that's me done then. <laughs> we got any questions? No, we don't. All right. Easy. Easy um, peasy. We can wrap uh, this up then. We can. I can go get ready to go play Red Dead. Yep. Um, iTunes, Android, Windows Store, uh, YouTube as well. You can find us on those places. The Gap, the GA Podcast. Check us out. Uh, if you want to send us questions, you can go to our Discord page, thegapodcast.com slash Discord, or you can email us, thegapodcast at gmail.com. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us on facebook.com slash gapodcast, twitter.com slash gapodcast, or our website, gapodcast.com. has all the links we just talked about, including past episodes of our show. Um, that's all thanks to our Patreon members who help us keep that site running. If you want to help support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash gapodcast. And uh, muchly appreciated. It's so, super appreciated. I didn't say it last week, but I appreciated it then too. Yeah. Cool. Um, distracted by the end of the last week's it. I think that is it. That is it. Yeah, you can go to you can go to for me Um Check out some stuff I've been doing over there. I've got a NBA two K nineteen review going up, um, and also Red Dead Redemption stuff as well. Uh, it should all be up, I think, by the time this you hear this. So yes, definitely go check that out. What do you got happening? Uh, you can go read my massive, uh, like, sort of rap on the Bangkok qualifiers on Red Bull. Um, it's basically, in the words of Custer and Gunba. Um, so, like, it's not, like, I, I interject a little bit of my own opinion, but it's primarily what they had to say about it. It's got some interesting little tidbits in there. They're like, uh, we don't care about going to BlizzCon was a good one. Um, yeah and like talking about how they don't watch the World Cup is pretty good some spicy stuff um, yeah that's about it cool. go check it out it is massive um, yeah I've, I've been working on another piece um, OCE Esports is the Javel McGee of Esports okay I've got this operating theory. Yeah. That uh, remember how JaVale McGee was mad that Shaq and a fool had turned him into a meme and it had hurt his job prospects. Okay, yeah. Well, I, I think the same thing's happening with OCE Esports. And two-time winner JaVale McGee. Two-time NBA champion. <laughs> and Shaq and um, a fool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and Shaq and a fool MVP, right. Yeah. I'd forgotten. Um, yeah. We are the we're the Javel McGee of esports. Okay, so people are like, oh, lol, AUCS, and like anytime any any goof happens, that's what people say. Or like at one point in the China game, um, uh, one of the Chinese players was hiding as Genji in a corner, and 
the three Aussies, the three Aussies like basically walk straight past him, uh, looking the other direction. And in Twitch chat, everyone was like, "Lol, AU Overwatch, right?" But AU Overwatch had four out Sweden and earned a spot at BlizzCon. So, like, how are you trashing? <laughs> Australian Overwatch when they still booked a fucking ticket to the show, baby. Like, and they full held on Temple of Anubis, which they full held like the highest ranked team in the world uh, while they managed to push all the way fucking through. So it's some hardcore bullshit, but it's basically, and like if JaVel McGee fucks up, everyone's like, well, JaVel McGee, JaVel McGee. And then, uh, like the flips, like nobody pays attention to any of the good shit he does. So you did it. You literally did it. When I mentioned Javel McGee, you po- pointed out that he's a two-time winner of Shaq and a fool. When he is also an NBA champion, like I know that, yeah. and he's also a Laker now. So my boy, but, like, <laughs> but, like, I'm not accusing you of like doing anything wrong. I'm just saying like that's the headspace that everyone's in, right? Like the, it's captured the mind of everyone to refer to him as Shaq and a fool before, you know? And I think that's, I don't know, it's an interesting uh, happenstance. But I don't think that, well, that story's not going up this week, so. Yeah, I just wanted to throw it out there. It's it's in production. It's being worked on. Just, uh, you know, little uh little piece from the world's best esports channels. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, that's it. Uh, you can find me at twitter.com slash Luke Laurie. And what's yours, Joe? Joby Jojo. Uh, I'll, I'll be there. Shit posting as always. Cool. Uh, send us some questions if you want to know about Red Dead. We'll try and answer them next week. It's a good idea. Awesome idea. Yeah. All right. I'm out. See ya. Peace. Peace.